So we're joined today by Dr. Jess. Yeah. So Jess, you do all of the preliminary research and you get the articles for the podcast. Could you tell us just, I guess, what is the process? How do you do that? What is my process? I'm a pretty haphazard researcher, so I just kind of throw darts and see where things <laughs> land. Um, so I start in a database that I use that's got a collection of newspapers from across the United States. Um, start picking a state and then start looking for the smallest town in that state that's got a newspaper on it. So let's get to the point where you've picked a newspaper, you're mm -hmm. looking through their website, their archive of articles, how much of the articles do you read before you decide I'm going to include this? Next to none. Um, headlines in like the first paragraph or so, and then I skim it to see if there's anything worthwhile. And then it goes into a pile. Um, I think I usually send you guys six of them. Um, I probably make a pile of about 12 and then start arranging them in an order that I think makes some sort of a s sense. Like I try not to give back-to-back -back school stories for really? you guys. See, I wondered yeah. about that. Yeah. I wondered if it was just like, ah! I found no. six articles. No, no. There's, there's a lot there's, of there's science that goes in this. Huh. It's very sciencey science I that see. I do. So when you listen back to the um, to the episode, do things ever take the track you thought they might to create that story as you put them in line? Uh, no, most of the time you guys surprise me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are some times where I, I could see a direction you guys could take and you do take it. Okay. Um, I do not set landmines though, Keith for you guys. <laughs> that wasn't done by Jess. That was done by whoever named the town or the person. But if there's a dog named Seaman, I will put it in to the podcast for you guys. So every time. And it's like a of gift. Tampons. With, with the it intent is. of just setting us on that path for the rest of the show, like knowing that we can't stop thinking about Seaman. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I can't stop thinking about it once I read that. So I have to then share it with you guys. And then I get to see what you do with it next. So I was not here that week. And that was a very good week. It was Lewiston, Idaho. Was, I was yep. not here. Um, how is that word spelled? What, semen? I mean, the way it was in the article. <laughs> the, what, what he called his dog. As in how was that word spelled? It was a seaman. Oh, well, that, okay. Two separate. See, I wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> Times were different then. Maybe you named your dog after fluids. I don't know. But I, yeah. Snot. <laughs> Snot. Isn't that what Cousin Eddie calls his dog? I believe so. In yes. uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So Jess, are there like key words in headlines that make you go, yep, yep, that's in the pile? No, not really. I just kind of scan through and if there's something that jumps out at me, um, I learned my lesson a while ago not to give you guys any more city council meetings or budget reports because <laughs> I heard the complaints. So. Complaints? <laughs> well, we did notice that uh, when we were doing the podcast at my office conference room, that it seemed like we had a lot of things that kind of naturally went to board meetings, yeah. whether yeah. they were pitch meetings at like an advertising agency yeah. or a city council Which meeting. We'll probably do that today now that we've said it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we noticed the first time that we recorded in here, that was the first podcast we'd had without a boardroom meeting in yeah. a little while. We are on the New Bern Civic Theater stage, right. wide open space, so yep. it's, I don't know, it gives you room for your imagination to crawl, I guess. Yeah, so now all of our um, sketches have to do with theater tryouts and, <laughs> and freeform dance. <laughs> <laughs> what lessons have you learned listening to our recordings after doing the research? Hmm. What have I learned about you? I've learned a lot, actually, I think. Um, Anything you can repeat? 
probably, I've learned to steer away from stories about outhouses and sewage systems because y'all cannot resist a good pee and poop joke. Oh, um, it's always right there, right below, like, I, I like hair trigger. Let you like dig down in to find it. It doesn't need to be right at the surface for you anymore. <laughs> y'all will find your way to the pee and poop jokes. So now anyway. we have to turn other things into pee and poop jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which yeah. we're pretty good at. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, it's, <laughs> it's fun to listen to of how you can turn it into one. It doesn't take us so. long to find the pee and the poop in the story. It's yeah. more of the poop lining. <laughs> Everything's got a brown lining. You have to find the brown yeah. lining. <laughs> Has anything ever been disappointing with where we've taken a story? Like everyone's, oh, they should have gone a little bit further. Like I think about, there was a story we did, I don't remember the city, but it was a, it was, the story was about an improv group in some city called the Marlboro Players. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we literally made it a half a sentence into the story when we found out the group was called the Marlboro Players, which got us talking about Marlboro cigarettes, Surgeon General's warning, and then we did a story on the Surgeon General, which I'm sure would not have otherwise happened reading further into the story. Right, so when you put that article in, you couldn't have thought. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. No, no, I, mean, I can never figure out where you guys are going to See go. Everett Coop. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you guys usually surprise me with what you do. Um, but like, never disappointed in what you've done or thought of something like that I would have thought was better, mostly because I just I don't do improv, so my brain doesn't work that way. What y'all do, I kind of go, it either works or it doesn't work, but I don't have a direction to send right. you in. So well, the worst kind of criticism, right? It didn't work, but I have zero suggestions to help you guys out. <laughs> and it's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's great about the articles you pick, though? And maybe it's because it's small-town newspapers. They are generally uh, kind of nice lighthearted type stories generally, right? That's because that's what I give you guys. It's not what I find in my research. Oh, do I you weed find... out so much yeah, murder. Yeah, she actually has oh, a... Oh, really? She goes to dark places doing the research. Yeah, she sees things that we oh, don't no. see. It is pretty awful sometimes. So. That might make for a dark episode. It would make for a really episode. dark episode. Yeah. I always get worried about giving you guys crime stories because they can turn really weird really fast. Um, but I'd say for every... Like article that I find that's workable for you, there's probably about 20 or so that are wow. awful. Because those databases like, are full of a lot of stuff that would never work in any way whatsoever, right? Divorce records and property tax yeah. and... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm sure that the articles Obituaries. that get the most <laughs> <Yeah>. hits are <laughs> crime stories and you know, you know, yeah. high-hitting, yeah. sensational headlines. And typically, reporter follows elementary schoolers around a, a state fair probably doesn't get that many hits they're all in <laughs> chronological order for me though so the way that oh. i work my database it's all um i find a year and i try to keep it within like the last 10 years or so for you um and then i just go through a year and read them um so it's all the stories from a single single printing of the paper all at once oh and it the is next one and the next one yeah so the ones you give us are all from the same mm-hmm. they're usually from within newspaper. about six months of each other oh okay newspaper. okay mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. How'd you get roped into this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than the pay and benefits, which are amazing. Which are outstanding. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. Thanks, guys. I mean, you got a cup of coffee today. I did. Yeah. It was delicious. Now, I'm sorry we didn't buy you one before, now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I roped myself into this. Um, mm-hmm. When Craig was talking to me about the idea for the podcast and kind of gearing things up, um, he was talking about, well, I'll just... We'll sit down and we'll find a bunch of articles. And my researcher brain kept thinking, that's going to be way harder and way more distracting for you guys than if you just had a set list, basically, right? Yeah. So it started from 
trying to give you guys a smooth takeoff to do what you guys do really well. Um, and then we folded in the town tidbits slowly as um, y'all started talking about ways that you need to get into the show. There was a, there was a lot of, so who's been to Idaho? Sorts of stuff. And, and the answer is always Craig spent yeah, a night there. <laughs> Craig rolled through one time and then I nobody else through. has ever been before. Um, so it seemed like a natural way to kind of introduce the town to you guys. Um, and, I started thinking about Town Tidbits more as like a warm-up for you uh-huh. than an actual part of the show. Yeah, that's a good point because so. we do like talk about whatever. There's, a, there's usually really fun, interesting things about a town mm-hmm. that we wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. And and before you did that, we were one of us would pull up Wikipedia and we kind of go through a couple things. But you're right, we're kind of stumbling through it, and and there's a lot on there sometimes that you know. Well, like I said fun. before, we started recording. It creates a basis of conversation. Yeah, whether it's specific to the town or not, or just comes from it organically and that weaves itself into the improvs and the storytelling of the newspaper articles and it makes it a more cohesive whole mm-hmm. and it, well it's it helps us with part to research too oh yeah cool yeah it kind of helps us get that handshake because yeah. we have we've talked about a thing and that maybe that thing or that person might come back in later and we all have a frame of reference for that thing or person because it was in the beginning and we talked about it and laughed about it or you know went a different direction with it yeah. so quick digression because i was I'm assuming the last person brought into this. I think Jess was in on it before I was. So how did the podcast start? Craig and I started talking about doing like a variety show, yes. right? Yes. We talked about a variety show and maybe doing it at New Pacific Theater, kind of like what we saw in New York. Uh, we mm-hmm. took a trip with Neil in Austin two years ago around Christmas time and went and saw this kind of weird variety show one night in in New York. It's a really small theater in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like a talk show, but like in a really small place where people, it was just random. Really they random threw people. Out, like their old dirty clothes into the crowd as prizes before it started. <laughs> <laughs> I still got that sock. <laughs> Never going to wash it. Ooh, no, wash it. Wash it, George. Oh, oh you don't God, even, you know it. not that of which you speak, sir. I'll let you see it later. But yeah, we saw that, and then we started talking about doing something like that at New Pacific Theater, and um, we, that would have been really hard. And then we started talking about that. We were talking about what the format of that would be, right? Right. And how it would be fun to have. Um, it was going to be kind of have kind of a local angle, and you'd have people come in and talk about things happening in the theater or things in the community, nonprofits and things like that. And very localized, just sort of yes. like a community events thing. But when people come in, we talk about whatever the event is of the week, right? And we started thinking about that and what that would look like. And then we realized, well, we know these people that are in our community. We see them every day. They're trying to tell us about their heartwarming bake sale. Right. And we just shit on it for 20 minutes. Right? That's the problem. Yeah. We said we don't want to do that with people we know yeah. or people that know us. Uh, you know, it's just too close to home. It inhibits you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, so, so we're trying to think bigger and, and think of ways that we could not just have the same story Every yeah, week, that's either. right. Right, and um, the idea of taking it different places was kind of neat because it's uh, a diff- just a different location we don't know anything about. And the fun thing about improv is creating from maybe a common, some common thread, but adding things because you don't know. That's where the imagination comes in. So you've never been to Idaho or never heard of these people. Maybe you'd be more creative than if it was somebody you already knew that was coming and talk about a thing you already know about. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that we intentionally shit on every story no, no, person no. or even want to. It's just that we know the people that live in our town and they 
might not get that we're playing a game with them. They might think that we're just making fun of their thing when that's not. Which we did not want to do. Which yeah. we did not want to do. Yeah. yeah. And also as a way to kind of work on long form. So we, you know, through Walking Bathtub, we do a lot of short form. We start working on long form and we kind of got together and said, you know, that what are some other ways we could work on that? And then with the pandemic, that really helped because, you know, Bathtub hadn't really had a show since February other than we've done the Improvathon. But we've kind of all, you know, everybody's been looking inward and kind of staying away from people. Doing this at the theater here allows us to be separated and, and do this in a you know a safe way, um, but it was it was kind of a way to to try to hone that. So we all got the improv book right the um, from the um, right citizens yeah. yeah UCB. We all read it and we started going through exercise and that's kind of how it got going I think. Yeah and then and then, and so it was it before you Keith it was the three of us right it was Neil and Craig and I and we started really realizing it would be nice to have a fourth person yeah so that. And, and your scenes could have three people and one person kind of waiting to cut kind of deal. It's yeah. important because it's like when we do the yeah. walk-in bathtub, the live shows, the host acts as an informal editor. Right. Because they're the ones who are outside of the game looking yep. at it saying like, okay, if, if someone needs to run in and give an extra hint to help things move along or if it just needs to be cut, okay, that was the high moment. Okay, yeah. And that's the end of the scene. And when you have three people focusing on the progress of a scene, it's hard to objectively yeah. have that yeah. part of your brain. Right. Yeah. And you're not looking at yourself doing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the radio part of it, though, is a whole new challenge. Because a lot of the fun in improv is physical comedy, you know, and what it looks like. Right. So and you can't, a, like, I'm nodding with you in agreement, and that doesn't work in this right. medium. Yeah. I, you should I say agree nod. with you, George. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what is the database that you use? Um, it's through Old Dominion Libraries, um, Old Dominion University Libraries. It's a newspaper source. Okay. So it's the one I'm most familiar with that's got American newspapers. Okay. So. And, and you're you, able to go by town or by state? Search by see. state and okay. then find them inside of that. And then we're starting to hit the end of not running through the same states in that database. Okay. Um, so for this week, I was looking through archives of a newspaper's website this time around to find stuff for you guys. Okay. So gotcha. I do branch out every now and then. Okay. Just so you know, I never share the email with them until like right before we go. Yeah. So I, yeah. And usually I'll just not even open it. I'll yeah. see that I've gotten it and then I'll leave it alone until we're right about to start. And mm -hmm. then I'll send it so we all know where it is at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep identifying information out for you so I don't spoil it. Mm -hmm. And that is the fun of it too. Mm -hmm. and, that'll, and because you're doing that, Jess, it allows us to read it for the first time. Otherwise... We come to the table having researched it and already know a thing and have mm -hmm. something in our mind about it. Hey! Who's that? Neil! Neil! Yeah, I don't know if we've ever outright stated it on the podcast. Neil is kind of the, and on top of improvising during the shows, he is also the informal audio engineer. Yes. Line and producer? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that yeah. sounds about right. And I'm the editor after the fact. Do we even want to say how much material we record that then gets whittled down? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we probably shouldn't do that. Editor? What I do yeah. is I, I literally snip the ends. Yeah, Keith That's has all the easiest <laughs> job. As the editor, he has the least amount of work to do. Yes. We yeah. always improvise right at 50 minutes. Yeah. Porch chats we do for right at about five to ten minutes. Yep, and all yeah. I do is just cut the ends, yep. add the yep. music, yep. That's what the and music, yeah. it takes me five minutes. That's good. That's it. How long does it take you to do it? Okay, now we're getting dangerously close to having to talk about how long the episodes are. It, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, that all said and done, it probably takes me roughly double the running time of the, the episode. Really? It's easier than video because I'm only worried about audio. 
It um, takes double the running time of the episode. Yeah, because and part of the reason for that is because whenever I do snip something, I do want to go back and listen to make sure that it's the edit is smooth. Yeah. Sometimes I have to put a transition in there to to yeah. a dissolve to balance it out because mm-hmm. the lot. I don't want the edits to show themselves. Sure. And once again, I go back to the fact the reason that we have a host in the improv shows, editing to me is, I don't think, a controversial thing for the podcast because it's the same as having a live person there helping the scene move along or cutting the scene when it's like, okay, we hit the high point. And, and it's really, it's editing a whole story. Sometimes we don't, we, we're not as happy with a story. So we'll cut a story or like you say, you might cut the end of something. Yeah, I, a lot of times like it's been very rare and certainly not since the early early days of doing this that i've literally done anything that would be restructuring of an improv it's if anything it's something where and you know we're all kind of guilty of it we'll try to push a scene further along when really it ended at this high point back here and so it's really just a matter of okay that was it and cut after laughter (laughs) while y'all are here recording that's when i'm doing research so it takes me about as long to research an episode as it takes you guys to record one. Wow. Yeah. So. I would say the only thing that's hard sometimes is when the stories are so good, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. yeah. But that, that would that be the Florida episodes, right? Yeah. But that's, yeah, but that's I, fine, too, because I think it's perfectly fine. And we're is. trying to get into the habit of it. be like, it's fine to just read the article and laugh about it. That's yeah. a perfectly fine thing to do. I was really worried about the Florida man request because <laughs> I just I figured that it was just going to be you guys reading and reenacting stories rather than doing improv like you do. Other well, times. funny, it kind of started like that, but then yeah. we, we, we found a groove. <laughs> You did it twice, yeah. <laughs> One of which made it into an episode, uh, but yeah, it did. And then it was but, just like, eh, no. But it's a, but it's a tough, but it's it's a promising trap to fall into when you've got a weird, interesting premise that's just the headline and not something absurd that we add to want to do that. But then there's a weird part of your brain that's trying to create a reenactment and it's not allowing itself to blossom. I do love listening to you guys, though, because since I do know all of you and I've also seen you on stage a lot, I can see how you guys would physically play something out. And I've always wondered how it would be to watch or to listen to the podcast when somebody doesn't know like how you guys move or how you interact with each other, because I can start to like imagine what you would do on stage and they don't get that. I have wondered if we were to do live shows with this uh, concept whether we would be sitting around looking at each other or where, whether we would actually get up and act out the scenes mm-hmm. and I think we would probably act out the scenes what do you think well if we're recording this for the podcast we need to stay by Say, our I microphones you yeah, better I not don't, I don't get think up and so. move away from the mic <laughs> take it with you right but what if you did this what if you <laughs> walked around do it, yeah. <laughs> what if you walked closely to Neil George and did like a microphone he's walking about the stage and Neil is desperately trying to save the equipment that's exactly how we would act it out we would carry our microphone stands around with her with us everywhere we go so we also now know what the problem is with these mic cables because George is trying to walk 30 feet on a 10 foot mic cord so, so no George no we would not for the reason you just demonstrated so I'm over here holding the cord telling the guy with hearing aids stop, stop that. wait stop 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 <laughs> oh well how about a round of applause for Dr. Yes, Jess, everybody! Woo! 